Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Biohacking You. Um, I'll be sharing my trials and errors alongside welcoming educated and knowledgeable guests to help you with tips and tricks to becoming your healthiest self. I created this podcast as I had constant health ailments that were unexplainable growing up. Um, and there's just nothing more frustrating than going to doctor, doctor, naturopath, and just everybody kind of saying we don't really know. Um, so again, these are just kind of my trials and errors, and I'm really hoping that even just one small piece of advice can help somebody feel better and become the best version of them. Because when we are at our top health, that's when we can be our best. So just a quick brief history about me from about four years of age I started getting like massive drops in blood sugar to the point I would just pass out on my mom um, as I wasn't able to feel them or maybe I just wasn't able to vocalize kind of what was going on and what I was feeling. Um, I went to naturopaths, blood analysis, doctors, therapists. I think my mom kind of thought it was an emotional trauma that I had experienced but I honestly don't remember anything like that um, and I was diagnosed with things but nothing I was given ever supported me becoming like healthy again for an extended period of time like maybe things would work for a week or two but that was about it um, I was diagnosed with low blood sugar which is hypoglycemia so I was encouraged to kind of be sent with huge meals for lunch at schools, I would eat huge meals in the morning for breakfast, um, and that did help to some extent. Um, when I really got into my nutrition journey, I came out of my party years in my 30s. I know, please don't judge, that's late. I lived in the city, okay, in Montreal, there's a great party scene. Um, anyways, I decided to jump in and take the CSNN's nutrition course um, to become a nutritionist. And this is kind of when I really started to biohack myself by trial and error. And I just, I've never felt better. Like I, you know, I don't experience brain fog anymore. I've managed to biohack that. What works for me? What doesn't? Uh, my intestinal health is amazing and I just feel great all the time. I have so much energy. I literally go to bed at nine. I'm up wide awake at four or five a.m. And I can just go all day long. Um... You know, I don't diagnose myself. I don't know what I have, what I don't have. I do experience blood sugar drops once in a while still, but um, I know that from eating good, healthy food um, and taking care of my body in terms of stress and stuff has really helped me a lot. So to get into the episode, here's a few things that have helped me out. Um, as I mentioned, I experienced massive amounts of brain fog. I would get it around midday and it would last right up until I went to bed. There's nothing, if you've ever experienced brain fog, honestly, there's nothing worse. Like you literally can't function at work. People are talking to you. You can't really hold a conversation. It's just, it's so frustrating. But basically there's a gut brain access that causes any low grade inflammation that's within the gut to be translated into the brain. So by working to improve your gut health, it takes a direct positive impact on your brain health. Um, I discovered through trial and error foods that I reacted to, not necessarily that I was allergic to, but foods that I reacted to. I also noticed that if you don't 
well because we need to eat so often when you have low blood sugar if you don't rotate your foods often you can become allergic to them as well for certain periods of time and that can also cause inflammation in the brain um i noticed most of the foods that i reacted to were seemingly like healthy foods and they were just foods that didn't work for me so for example medjool dates love them they're great you know, everybody's eating them with like almond butter and cream cheese in the middle. I can't eat them. Um, I just get massive brain fog. It drops me within 30 minutes of eating it. And it just really acts as like massive rush of sugar going into my body. Um, even fruits. I really minimize how much fruit I eat in a day. And then I also noticed with timing. So I noticed if I ate it later in the evening hours, I wouldn't experience as much of a drop and actually I didn't experience any drop and the same with my jewel dates I still eat them once in a while in like energy balls or raw carrot cake that I make but I predominantly eat that after 2 p.m and I feel great um, I make sure to eat within an hour of waking up this immediately balances me out from a night of no food I always go for something high in protein fiber and veggies I love to meal prep so I have things easy and ready to grab and eat don't heat up in microwaves though maybe we'll talk about this in another episode but basically your body gets zero nutrition out of the food that you're eating um, I also don't only eat breakfast foods for breakfast like I'm fully known to eat like a full steak dinner or something for breakfast honestly go with your hunger like I w wake up ravenous in the mornings and usually breakfast is my biggest meal of the day I time my meals and snacks so that I can stay on top of how I feel um, I found this to be the best way to kind of just ensure that I have no blood sugar crashes throughout the day I constantly carry snacks with me anybody that knows me knows that if you're hungry <laughs> Danielle always has snacks in her purse um, I limit any restaurant foods as I just find that they contain hidden sugar and unhealthy oils, even in what you would think to be extremely healthy. Um, you know, you go out, you eat a salad, you just don't know what oils they're using in the dressing. And most of the time they put sugar in the dressing to make the food taste better because people's taste buds have changed so drastically over the years. Um, as you start to limit how much restaurant food you're eating, you'll notice how it actually doesn't make you that feel that good. I find I get so tired and drained after eating out. Um, I also make sure, so my snacks, okay, so my second snack of the day, so it's like my snack after breakfast, I always make sure it's super high in protein and vegetables. So think like a couple hard boiled eggs or mini meatloafs. Um, I find if I go heavy in protein in the morning hours, that really stabilizes me. One of the biggest and hardest things was removing alcohol. Um, this one took me years to realize, but it just sent me into a full spiral. And sometimes it would take two, three days for me to come out of it. You know, I'd have brain fog consistently. I'd have inflammation in my body. I felt heavy. I felt like I was retaining water. I just didn't feel good. You know, I'm still guilty every once in a while, probably every six months of having a drink. Um, but I've just really completely eliminated alcohol in my diet. It does react like sugar in your body and it immediately goes straight through your bloodstream. So it will cause a decrease in blood sugar and an elevation immediately after. Prebiotics. Um, 
prebiotics feed the good bacteria in your gut and honestly like the gut is the backbone of almost any health issues out there so if you have inflammation in any area of your body you have inflammation in your gut if you experience brain fog you can look to your gut for that if you get sick constantly and have a weak immune system you can look to your gut for that so while working to balance the good and bad gut floor and rebuilding your gut lining this will really 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 put an impact on every single area of your health um, eliminating processed foods so processed foods even seemingly healthy ones they contribute to inflammation in the gut um, this leads to a disturbance in your blood sugar levels you know if I do eat anything processed, it's an energy ball that I've made out of either coconut flour or cocoa putter. But again, try a few things and see what works for you. Some people can eat them, some people can't. Um, I struggle with almond flour. For some reason, it's just a bit heavy for me to digest. Again, this is all about biohacking yourself. Take my trials and errors and see what works for you. Do you guys want an episode on rebuilding your gut lining? I feel like it's such a big topic and I feel like it's some, there's so much to cover in that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I do stay away from all things refined sugar and I do also limit natural sugar in my diet. So I do minimize like the amount of high sugar fruits I eat, such as bananas and dates. Um, sugar... Fruit digests really quickly in your body, so you may feel a drop in blood sugar levels shortly after eating it. Just make sure that you have something else on hand so that you can eat with it right away. Also remember too that fruit and protein don't digest well together. I think that's why I've worked to move fruit to the top of my evening so that as I'm going to bed, I just have lighter, easy to digest foods and I have the heavier proteins as I'm waking up when I need the most energy. Um, sugar detox guys wow this is real it's actually been scientifically proven that the cravings are as strong as if you're craving heroin and you're going through withdrawal so it did take me about a good solid year to no longer crave it when I see people eating it or I'm around it anymore um, you know find something that works for you what worked for me was supplementing with fruit in that moment so say I was at a barbecue with family and everybody was eating cake like I would have a piece of fruit like an apple or something and that would kind of sustain those cravings but again that's not a long-term solution that's just kind of trying to minimize the cravings in the moment so that you can work past them um, I find even now honestly I think I've been off sugar for a good two years if I do allow myself a small treat, like say it's a birthday party and I have a piece of cake, like wow, my body goes into a crazy maniac mode. Anytime I see sugar anywhere, I immediately start craving it and it's all I can think about. So it's, it's insane what it does to your body. It literally can overrun your body. So that should be one of the biggest things that you should eliminate. I know we've always been taught that if you have low blood sugar symptoms, you should immediately reach for candy or sugar and you should always carry candy on you. That's the complete opposite of what you should be doing. You should be staying as far away from sugar as you can. Um, stress management, that's super important. You have to find a way to kind of manage stress because as your body starts to work to rebuild itself and repair itself and find that equilibrium, you'll find the stress is predominantly an external stress that you're now dealing with. Um, 
I found things that work for me. You know, I love walking. It's so therapeutic and meditative. Like I walk solo at least an hour a day just to kind of gather my thoughts. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I won't, but that's like my me time. I don't feel right if I don't have that. I also meditate in the mornings for a minimum of 10 minutes. It's always a guided meditation. Joe Dispenza is one of my favorites. Um, oh, I was so proud of myself this morning for doing a full 30 minutes of Joe Dispenza. It just feels really good and it allows you to kind of come back to the present moment. I've also noticed it enables me to control my emotions a little bit better, especially when I'm in a stressful situation or I'm dealing with people that are a bit hostile or aggressive. I find it really pulls you back to focusing on your breath and just kind of seeing the situation from an external standpoint, which is really helpful. Um, you know, you can work out, you can talk to a friend, you can give back to the community. Those are all really great ways to focus on stress management. So yeah, um, thanks for listening to my first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. Um, and I will see you next week.